Dorothy. Did you think I would turn you from my door? The roughness was smoothed away as he touched my arm, a fleeting pressure. My heart's flutter became a thud. Thank you, my lord, I murmured. I cannot express my sadness for your husband's death. Thank you, my lord, I repeated. There was nothing else for me to say that would not overwhelm me with one difficult emotion or another. My husband was dead a mere two months, somewhere in the battlefields of Aquitaine. I valued Sir Hugh's services greatly, the Duke paused, and yours have been inestimable. For you, Catherine. He lapsed into the more familiar, abandoning the title that had come with my marriage. There will always be a position here. And then, with gentleness, your place in the Duchess Blanche's household earned you great merit. You must come to us again. Relief spread through me, sweet as honey. I sighed, imperceptibly. All the fears that had pinioned my mind in recent weeks so that I could not think, could not plan, could not envisage the future, fell away. I would no longer be dependent on the limited revenues from the Swinford estates at Kettlethorpe and Colby. I would have money to spend on critical refurbishments. My children would lack for nothing. Thank you, my lord. I said for the third time in as many minutes. I seemed to have lost the capacity to form any other response, and for a moment I was touched with a pale amusement. I had not been known for lack of conversation. Forgive me, I said. I cannot tell you how much that will mean to me. Is Kettlethorpe very bad? He asked. He knew my situation. You have no idea, my lord. And with the relief... I raised my eyes to his to discover that he was watching me closely, so that I felt the blood rise to heat my cheeks, and my relief became overlaid with a layer of uncertainty. Perhaps he was waiting for a more effusive sign of my gratitude. After all, I had no claim on him, no tie of duty or blood. Some would say he had done quite enough for me and my family. Could it be that he thought me unfit for the position I sought? Damsels in royal households were chosen for their elegance and beauty as much as for their practical skills, women worthy in appearance and demeanour to serve the lady. I had done my best. My dark robes were as fine as I could make them, with no remnant of Lincolnshire mud. As for my hands and face, all that could be seen in the enveloping shrouding, I had applied the contents of my still room with fervour to remedy the effect of Kettlethorpe's demands. I did not think the Duke would judge me too harshly, knowing my circumstances, and yet his eye had the fierce focus of a raptor. To deflect the appraisal, I launched into what I thought he wanted from me. I cannot express my thanks enough, my lord. I feared for my children living in hardship. I thought I should not come to you because although I no longer have a claim on your generosity, Hugh was in your service— and you were good enough to stand godfather to my daughter Blanche. I knew that you would want Hugh's son, Thomas, to do well in the world, and before God there is little to give him anything but the most slender of incomes from the Swinford estates. Thomas is still so young, and I have not the experience to manage the land well, or the money to do it, of course. My words dried. A minute ago I had been impossibly tongue-tied, now I was ridiculously garrulous. Had he not said that he would employ me? My problems were at an end, and I could be at peace. 
but my heart continued to bound like a squirrel caught in a trap as the huntsman approached with a predatory gleam in his eye. I thought that there might be such a gleam in the royal duke's eye, and chided myself. Most likely it was nothing but a shaft of light through the glazed windows, or simply amusement at my lapse into trivialities. Forgive me, my lord, I found myself saying yet again. His reply was plain. You have asked pardon enough, my lady. You did right to come to me. I will arrange that you take up a position as a damsel in my wife's household. He hesitated, the paws drawing out to fill the room. There was no doubt that he was frowning. Apprehension built again, a wad of sheep's wool to dry my throat. No, he said. The harshness of his tone unnerved me. That is not what I want. And stretching out a hand towards me, he added, I had forgotten how very beautiful...